Welcome to the Protectors Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Piccolo. Hey, welcome to the show, Brody Stewart. How you doing, Brody? Hey, man. What's happening, brother? Now, this is great. Great to have you on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it very much. Now, Brody, to the audience, Brody came onto my radar from, he has an awesome song out right now called Born American. And we'll play it a little bit later on in the show, but, uh, Brody is a big time supporter of law enforcement, military, first responders, everybody that kind of, you know, the protectors, the ones I, I like to call on the show, the protectors, yep. the one who serves and protect. So, uh, Brody, tell me a bit about you. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Northern California, actually, um, little town, um, spent part of my time in a little town called Pleasant Hill, my first part of my young years and then, or say younger years. And then we moved, uh, another one town over to Walnut Creek, California. And then, um, but I'm sure I'm going to be asked how in the heck I got the country in me because that was more spending my summers up north um, further at my grandparents where my dad was born and raised in a little town, little hick town called Red Bluff, California. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how do you get into the whole the country music thing? Yeah, exactly. You know, well, most people think that Hey, California ain't country. It's believe it or not, when you're not in the city parts, there's more country than you can imagine. It's everywhere. It's pretty spread out. You'd be surprised. No, I agree. I'm living right outside of DC right now. And if you go about, you know, 20 miles away, you're in the country. That's the same way where I grew up in Jersey. Jersey's like, what? Jersey's not green, but it really is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get it. That's right. Now, were you born with, like, you know, a guitar in your hand or drums, or how did you get into music? You know, my mom, my, my grandfather and and my, my uncle were, my grandfather was a songwriter and really great uh, piano player and didn't have much of, a, much of a voice, but then my uncle did, and my mom always sang when I was young, and... Uh, yeah, I think it kind of started. They gave me one of those little kind of drum sets, you know, that you see the kids beating on at some point. And then as I got a little older, um, I don't know, I guess I was like fifth grade, my first instrument, believe it or not, was stand-up bass. And uh, it wasn't the greatest time toting that thing around, I'll tell you that much, but that was kind of my thing. I missed the drum. I missed being the drummer. I didn't do. I didn't hit the beat right <laughs> in my <laughs> little tryout, so I was kind of ticked off at the time, but. You know, here in the end, it's been pretty good. But that was that was the main influence. Was uh, most of it was from my mom's side, to be honest, man. They were super musical, and and uh, you know, my grandfather made a living at it. And believe it or not, he was the very first music psychologist uh, at the University of Fresno. Um, Or I'm sorry, you you no, it was Stockton, UOP. So it was in the University of Stockton area, and. He, that's what he did, man. It was music therapy. So it's pretty cool. That's really cool, man. Now, were you always singing or did you kind of, you started off with the instrument? Um, I was always kind of thinking, I probably always kind of sang or at least, you know, hummed a tune. I probably started hitting about, you know, fifth grade, right around that fifth to sixth grade time. I probably started realizing that I could, 
you know, I could, I could hold a note and carry a tune. And, and that's when I really started singing with my mom, you know, we'd be jamming the tunes and she'd take me to concerts and different things in church. And I was always, that's kind of where it was. We were singing together all the time at that point. Now, were you a country guy back then or were you kind of listening to the hard rock? You know, I listened to everything, man, believe it or not. I mean, growing up, I, I had such an eclectic background, man. It was like, you know, my mom would take us in the ghetto of Oakland, believe it or not. It was unbelievable, man. We'd go to these churches because I dug the music, you know, the, the, just the gospel moved me. And uh, so we would go there and hear them play music. And then, you know, she'd be playing the old, you know, Fleetwood Mac and Journey albums <laughs> and your rock albums. And then to your, um, you know, your Lionel Richie and Commodore records, you know, just a lot. She really, really helped me grab onto every kind of music you could imagine at that time. So that was pretty cool, actually, uh, being able to get it all, per se. That's, you know, that's a good thing because my parents did the same thing with me growing up with everything you can imagine. And then my brother was a big time Zeppelin, Queen, everybody. Yep. Yeah. So then you have my other brother who's into like, you know, weird club dance music back in the 90s, the cheesy stuff. <laughs> <So> <laughs> just different stuff, man. Yeah. So uh, when did you start your first band? I think I was about 16. Uh, between 16 and 17, um, these, you know, I call them older guys, you know, they're a lot older than me. They recruited me and I started growing my hair out and doing the rock kind of thing for a little bit. And I enjoyed that, man. It was pretty fun. We had some good times and played around the clubs and played down in Hollywood and did that whole thing. And, um, we had a good little run. It was pretty, pretty awesome to, to be honest, man. And then, uh, then it kept rolling, you know, forward from there. Now you have a, a real impressive background, like some of the music that you've uh, kind of contributed to. Like I saw Enrique Iglesias. Is that who's on there? Yeah, man. I uh, <laughs> that was a that was a trippy story. It's, it's a good story. I um, my manager is uh, he's managed some you know big artists, obviously through his career, and um, and we connected, and so I had written a song called Sweet Isabel, and believe it or not, it was about a daughter that I wanted to have, and I always wanted to have a, have a daughter, and sure enough, I have Isabel now, which is crazy, but to get back to that story is that I didn't have one at the time, didn't even have the wife yet that I was going to, you know, have, have a kid with, but it was just, it was an inspiration for the song for me, if I was a father just wanting to say what I would want to, you know, to my little girl, and at that point, it was just inspired me to write this tune, and then Interscope Records had been looking at me as an artist, and then they ended up not doing the deal. My manager gave me the, the dreadful phone call. We got good news and bad news. I'm like, all right, what's the bad? Well, they're not going to do the deal with you, you know. Unfortunately, they, they really love you, but they want to sign you as a writer and producer. And they have this guy, Enrique Iglesias, of course, you know, that wants to cut your song, and they want it to be his first single off his new album. And I was like torn. I was like, uh, you know, ripped in half almost in a sense because it was a song that meant so much to me. But then I found out later that actually his mom and sister's name are Isabel. And um, so it, it was just a good thing. I got to produce it. I kept all the publishing and, and you know, got to, got to have that whole experience. And then that turned into a Warner Chapel publishing deal for myself. And 
But man, that's another brutal business. It's a brutal business, man. That was, that was a tough time for me. It was like, it was a love hate thing. I had to spend a lot of time in LA and, and, and writing songs is, is, is so subjective and, you know, who thinks it's a hit and who doesn't and, you know, who wrote it, who did, who produced it, who did kind of thing. And so I had five cuts on different signed artist albums to come out and literally, you know, most of them ended up losing their deals and it was brutal. So, yeah, uh, that is like, you know, it's one thing I've been learning about, uh, talking to the different guests I've had, you know, actors, different people in the community. And it's just, it's a brutal business, man. It's not just, you know, Hey, I'm going to go out there and one day I'm going to, I'm going to make one hit and I'm a star. It's like, you got to really hustle, man. You got to really network. Absolutely. I mean, most people, they try to call it the overnight success. And I, I don't know too many when it, it, hap- it, it happens overnight, but they didn't, they didn't know who the heck you were, you know, 10 years ago while you were busting your, you know, busting your butt for 10, 15 years. And then finally, boom, you get a break and, it's 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 really really tough it's super political um you know it's a lot of who who you know and and uh sometimes it comes down to talent and a lot of times it comes down to luck yeah and don't burn bridges as well absolutely man you know kind of get rid of that uh you know i know more than you type thing it just kind of sometimes you just got to bite it man yeah exactly that's right that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about is because, you know, there are a lot of veterans that listen to this, a lot of LEOs, a lot of first responders, a lot of people who like they're looking for something a little bit different on the outside. And, you know, a lot of that comes to music, even if it's just in the background, you know, getting into the industry, even if it's just, you know, the roadies or whatever, just to kind of, you know, do something different. Yeah. You know, and, and is there anything you recommend, like any first steps to take? Um, You know, as far as if you're looking to get in on the musician side or um, the business side, you know, it's, it's really honing your craft, honing your craft per se. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the same with anything in life, man. I think you have to, whether you want to play guitar or you want to be a vocalist or, you know, you want to play bass or you want to be a sound engineer or work in a studio, you really have to do your homework and, and be the best you can be at that particular call it craft or instrument. Um, that's the first thing I would say is, is okay. Decide where your passion is within the industry, do your homework, you know, get online and say, man, that looks like a really good time. I'd love to do something like that. Um, and then try to be the best you can be at it and then kind of start, you know, reaching out to folks. I mean, it's tough, man. It's so difficult, but the great thing that has happened, it's a curse and also, the great thing is the internet. The internet has allowed us to do so much more. Um, but it's also kind of killed a lot of artists and writers and producers too. So it's a fine line. Um, but if I was going to say anything, that would be the best way is try to just, you know, uh, get online and, and, and get in the circles and, and look up the right folks and, and start sending stuff out or, you know, rubbing elbows with whoever you can at any moment, whether it starts at a local, a local level, you know what I mean? If it's in a club or if it's in a local studio or, um, you sitting at home, you know, jamming, just honing in your craft. I mean, that's honing in your craft. That's pretty much it for, you know, for that, for me. 
Yeah, that's one thing I always like to tell people is you have to network. And that networking could be anything. And, and you brought up a great point, the Internet. Reach out to people, you know. I, you know, two months ago, three months ago, I never thought I'd be talking to Brody Stewart or anybody on the, on the uh, making a podcast or doing anything. You just have to kind of reach out and take that first step. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's one, you know, you came on my radar, you have an awesome song. Why don't you talk about that? And, you know, a lot of, you know, you have a great song out there called Born American. And the first thing that caught my eyes, you're like, you know what? Hey, let's, uh, let's go out there and talk to vets. Let's talk to people who are out there serving. So how did you get that in your mind? You know, I was finishing up my album. Um, it was call it the fourth quarter. You're getting ready to close the thing. I said, I think we got it. And, uh, sure enough, um, a friend of mine and a guy that worked for my manager for quite some time and played in bands and so forth and, and actually worked for my manager for a while, um, came in and he said, Brody, man, I got this idea for this tune. I really want to play it for you. I said, all right, man, let's check it out. And so he had written verse and the chorus and I was like, all right, man, that's, that's pretty heavy. And then we got together and we finished the song and lyrically and, finished the tune in whole. And I just was like, I, it just, it, it, it was a no brainer. I didn't even have to think twice. I mean, as soon as I heard it, even on a acoustic guitar, I, was, I could tell, you know, when you get to a level where you can really tell if you've got a, if you've got a good song, you could play it on an acoustic and you're going to know it's going to, it's going to be a good one. And the message and as, and, and as long as I've just been so, you know, so supportive and also, um, you know, admired, um, you know, those that have served. And just since I was little, man, I mean, you know, my grandfather <clears throat> goes way back. I mean, they didn't even have my dad. So they were in their forties cause he was in world war one and two, which was unheard of. I mean, wow. not many people were able to serve in both world wars and my grandfather did. And then he ended up uh, being the postmaster up in Red Bluff and, you know, and then my dad served and, and he was, he wasn't getting obviously quite as much. And then, you know, at the time moving forward too, you know, my brother-in-law, he just, he just made Sergeant major and, and, uh, he's still in and doing his thing. And, and, uh, and lo and behold, my bass player's son, he's, he's been at Camp Pendleton, a Marine, and it was just close to home, man. It was just that, that feeling of, I want to put something out where I can have a message that I hope I can give back to those um, to our heroes, man, that those that, that, that really allow us to do what we're doing right now. And that's how I put it at shows, man. I mean, I wouldn't be able to be a mic behind a microphone if we didn't have our protectors and those that, that, you know, that, uh, that serve and, and keep this country, the country that it is, even though there's so much divide and so much, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse or not. I'll say bull <laughs> crap, but, uh, you know, too much crap going on. And I think, uh, it's just, that this is a perfect time in my opinion to give back. And honestly, what I've, uh, what I've, what I've noticed, you know, so far is I've gotten at least less political response. Um, let's just say from, from called when I say people, you know, from people that have served or people that have family or they have a husband or wife that are serving. I mean, I can't tell you that, the emails and things that I've been getting back from Facebook or online that are saying, you know, I lost my husband less than three years about, you know, a little less than three years ago. I, I was in tears watching this. Thank you so much. And that's where I moved, man. That's exactly what I wanted for this, for us to say thank you to them 
and and they, they deserve so much more, especially our vets too that are coming home and 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 they, they just need more. They need more love. They need more. Uh, they need more attention. They need more help. Yeah, especially with uh, being at war for eighteen plus years now, you know, yeah, to kind of remember where we're at. We're we're still a, a country connected, and a lot of that connection is through our military and everything, man. So it's great. I'm glad there's still like you know musicians out there that are are putting out tunes like this, you know, between the country stars and you got the five finger death punch, and it's yeah. really good, and I like to see that, and I think a lot of the a lot of the military folks would do too. So let's let's take a listen. We're gonna cut awesome. into the song now, man. I appreciate it very much, man. Just a dirt road cowboy, a many miles from home, fighting for his freedom with his skin and bone. Just a small town farm boy, packing up and on his way. But somewhere in a desert land, swag his brother saying, For God and country, I stand by the song. And I carry this flag of freedom wherever I may roam. Stand against my liberty. No, cause you can't find your own. Well, I'm here to show you, my friends, how we're gonna get it done. And if you're thinking about crossing me, man, now you better think again. I rise to the top, no, I'll never stop. I'm better than I've ever been. Don't tread on me across my creed. I was born American. I'm still standing strong, robbing, robbing long. I'll say it once again. Don't don't tread on me across my creed. I was born American. I was born American. Here we're standing tall for the land of the free. And there ain't no way anybody's ever gonna take that from me. Everybody get loud and yell it out for me. Yeah, I'm talking about red, white, and blue. Yeah, that's what I'm proud to be. And if you're thinking about crossing me, man, all you better think again. I'll rise to the top, no, I'll never stop. I'm better than I've ever been. Don't tread on me across my creed. I was born American. I'm still standing strong, robbing, robbing law. I'll say it once again. Don't tread on me across my creed. I was born American. And that's what I am, yeah. Let me tell y'all something about the way we raised, we stand up. We take our hat off when that anthem plays, we man Respect out there to the men and women that fight for it Everything you get to do is cause a soldier died for it Do you understand the sacrifices that's been made for us? For the ones that can, the ones that want the blood they pay for us We need to let them know cause they never let us down Come on and fly your flag till they put you in the ground For God and country, I stand by this oath I carry this flag of freedom Known for everyone back home I'm still standing strong Robin, Robin, long I'll 
find it on itunes it's on amazon it's on spotify um pretty much any of those outlets you can go grab the song to 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 purchase it and also uh you can check it out and and hopefully share it like crazy on youtube man i just you know i want this thing to spread like a wildfire i mean the message with the song itself um i mean it says it in the video who who we specifically dedicated this for and to and um, I'm hoping we can get this out to as many, you know, as many veterans and current serving and their family members as we can. I mean, I think it says it's just one of those songs, man. And I'm not just saying it because it's mine. I just feel like it has the message that, you know, that gets you fired up. And it also, I don't know, it makes me proud as an American when I when I listen to it. I can tell you that much or when I'm playing it. Nah, you know. same here, man. That's That's the big reason you're on today. Thanks, big, I mean, not not that I'm like super vet or anything like that, but no, I, I really dig it, man. I think it's great. I appreciate that, man. So where else can we find you? You know, we have Brody Stewart, yep. Born American on iTunes. Yeah. Everywhere else you could buy music. Now, yep. what else do you got? Social media, YouTube? Yeah, you can go to BrodyStewartBand.com and everything's on there. That's once again, BrodyStewartBand.com, B-R-O-D-I-E. S-T-E-W-A-R-T band.com. Everything's there. All the links. You could go to Facebook, Instagram, all the above. And, uh, you know, I definitely want to put a shout out too to my, 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 my brother in crime, man. And, and, uh, a friend of both of ours, Mr. Adam Schoenfeld, who I did my record with, man. He's, uh, he's one of the baddest dudes I know, man. He's just, nah, uh, he's awesome, man. He's, he's just, a huge, huge, he's a huge supporter of vets too. Yeah. And, uh, he's fronting, two bands right now he's got suncat yeah and he's got was it digital underground right yeah, di- digital brains <laughs> digital brains yeah not digital underground no, no underground school now now adam is awesome man he's, yeah, he's yeah, one well, of the best he, musicians and he man. only you know he only plays lead guitar for some dude named tim mcgraw and uh, everybody else on the radio you know dal dean and you name it but yeah i, I, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to a good friend of ours, a mutual friend and kind of like how you and I are meeting. It was just one of those things where yeah. we just hit it off immediately, man. He's just a, just the nicest, humblest dude you would know. And he's just a complete badass. Yeah, <laughs> so, he is man. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one thing we got to give out a shout out to the band Suncat, S-U-N-K-A-T yeah. and yeah. Digital Brains. Now yeah. two ends of the spectrum with the bands, man, but they're both awesome. Yeah, no, it's great with Katie and, and, and he doing doing their thing. And, man, you know, it's what it's all about. If I could say anything to, to to everyone, especially, you know, you were asking me earlier about how our vets and truth. It's like, man, if you believe in something and you got a dream, it's it's not. I know it's cliche, man, but go for it 100%. Just go after it because that's what, you know, this life's been given to us for. And if you believe in it, man, chase it and get it. That's one thing I've 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 kind of come to realize. If you're genuine, you have a way better chance of you know succeeding in this business as well. And that's what I'm seeing with like a lot of you guys, like Adam, you, you know, if you're a genuine person, you're not out there just trying to you know claw your way to the top any way you can. You're 
you know, you're, you know, you're going to make it. We hope, you know, I appreciate that. It's tough, man. I mean, he's doing it big and I've been lucky enough to do, you know, more than most in, in my life and my career. And I'm grateful for it, but man, I would tell you this, man, I still, I'm still hungry and, you know, hopefully we can get this thing out and that it can it really, really where I, I hope it is, is it can hit some, hit, get, get some viral, a viral message with our, you know, our current serving military veterans and their family members. And if I can say anything, just please share it. It's, it's worth sharing and, and the message that we're, we're wanting to bring to folks. I, I just hope that it, it gets out there, man. That's all I'm trying to do. Absolutely. Well, you know, we're, I'm going to share it everywhere I can. And, uh, I'm sure a lot of people that listening will share it as well. I appreciate it. But Hey brother, thanks a lot for coming on. Absolutely, man. God bless everybody, man. And, Stay strong, and I appreciate you having me on, man. It means a lot. Thanks, brother.